0: Born and raised in the motherland, chasing a better life, story of an immigrant. Concrete Pastures. Concrete Pastures. pastures. Hello everyone, welcome back to Concrete Pastures. My name is Nancy Mulemwasisi. I am so excited. We made it to 10th episode. This is a milestone for me. I am so thankful to all of you guys that continue to tune in every single week to listen to all of the episodes. I'm grateful. I'm encouraged and I'm humbled. To anybody who's new to this platform, welcome. This is a platform for us immigrants, for us dreamers. We inspire each other through our stories. We also give insight on what it's like to be an immigrant anywhere in the world. Our stories are unique. And if you'd like to inspire somebody out there, please feel free to reach out to me. On today's episode, I'm excited to chat with our next guest. He is no stranger to a life of an immigrant. He's joining us from Orlando, Florida. He's a proud father of four, a great husband. He currently works in the medical field. I salute him. Sir, we appreciate everything you are doing. On his spare time, he is a radio host of Zambia Blog Talk Radio. Please welcome Francis, Welcome, Francis. It's been a minute. Oh,
1: thank
0: you. Thank you Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, thank it's you so for being days. here. I know we have busy lives. It's the American life. You're coming from us from Florida. I don't know how, how busy it is over there, but I know in New York, we're super, super busy. Today is my day off, so I'm excited to be here <laughs> with you. For starters, could you just share a little bit? About yourself, so we can get to know you a little bit more. Thank you. So, uh, first, I want to say congratulations.
1: It's it's I love the initiative. It's it's just amazing, and I think uh, a lot of people should tune in and learn a lot of things. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Really, thank you. Well, where do I begin? My name is Francis Combe. Um, I'm in Orlando, Florida. I've been here since um, 2001. Ooh. And it's an amazing city, an amazing state. And I wouldn't trade it for any other place. Oh, and wow. I'm in the healthcare business. I've worked in pharmaceutical before with Nephron Pharmaceuticals. Then I, I joined Quest Diagnostics for five years. I worked for Wyndham, the Wyndham Hotels. And finally, I settled in the healthcare uh, industry, and I love it.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I mean, Quest, wow. That's where our lab stuff go, right? Indeed. <laughs> I'm constantly really getting a bill for people. my kids, for myself, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> anything. I'm like, Quest, so let me write that down. Let me see if I can get a discount. But wow, thank you so much for sharing. You live in a city that I'm dreaming of living one day. Once I leave New York, it's warm. There's nothing better than that. Really. But I'm going to take you back a little bit. You came here in 2001, right? Correct. Okay. Why um, the U.S.? You could have gone anywhere in the world. Why the U.S.? That's a good question.
1: I think mainly it was because my brother-in-law was here. So that that contact was there before. But I had fallen in love with the U.S. a long time ago. Uh, when I was just a teenager, you know. You'd watch programs, and I was so much fascinated with the politics, actually.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Bill Clinton, the Bush one, you know, all all of that. So I loved the U.S. I I was a big fan. I loved it. So when when an opportunity presented itself, because we had somebody who was connected to us, uh, I I, I took it. Especially because I wanted to further my my life, improve my life. You know, I, I, I wanted bigger
0: things. So nice.
1: I, I, I haven't regretted it at all.
0: Nice, nice. How did you come here? Did you come here by visa? Did someone sponsor you? Because I hear that was an opportunity presented.
1: We came under a tourist visa. Oh, nice. Yeah. We just came visiting and we loved the place and we stayed.
0: Oh, so, nice.
1: Uh, we didn't come to school or something. No, I just came through uh, the B2 visa, actually.
0: What were you doing prior to coming uh, in Zambia? Like, just give us a little bit of a test.
1: I worked for Karbary Sweeps on the Copper Belt and then joined um, Discount Steel. Uh, this was the largest largest supplier of steel in Southern Africa, actually, South African company. So mm. it, it was a very good job. I was uh, I was in charge of the mines. Yeah, I managed that account. So that's basically what I did working.
0: So you decided, let me leave everything that I know and just go see what America has to to give. Let me go visit. When you came, you just fell in love. I came
1: here, fell in love. Actually, coming here, i had already made up my mind. I, I was not going back. Uh uh-huh. um, You know, I, so I wanted to explore, and and I loved it. The, the experience, the experience itself has been amazing, and. Uh, A lot of lessons I've
0: learned. Let's talk about those lessons. Because I know coming here, it's a new place. It's a new environment. We have to adjust to a lot of things. The food, the weather. Like for us in New York, it's the cold weather. It's just day and night from where we come from. And then you going to Florida, I know sometimes you guys have these uh, tornadoes and it shakes up everything when you, you're there. That's another reason why I'm actually dilly darling to going. What are some of the challenges that you faced or triumphs are adjusting to the new environment? First thing I think was the heat. <laughs> the <humidity laughs>
1: itself, just the way we were greeted at the airport, it was just... I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't breathe. And, and just the initial, oh. like, the initial uh, period we were here, just going outside was a, was a big thing. Like, you couldn't breathe. It, we, our humidity is just so high. Yeah. So that was the major challenge. The humid was just... It, we, and we came, it was summer. We came in July. Oh. And it was still so hot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was the biggest challenge we had. The time we adjusted and
0: um, now this is home. Got it, got it. How about work-wise? How was it for you? Because I've been to Florida a couple of times. I don't know what it's like to live there. It's different. Like in New York City, it's easier for women to get jobs. Is it easier for men to find jobs? Was it easy for you to find a job when you first came Because I mean, aside from just visiting, if you, when you decided to stay, you needed to make a living for yourself. How was Great. that process?
1: We were a little bit lucky because the people we found, actually, were very, very out, outgoing. They, they received us and, you know, quickly they, they gave us the orientation to mm-hmm. learn about the ROPs. And uh, they started picking us, taking us to different places to apply for jobs. And, and then I remember before we came, we had that mindset. Like, I knew I wasn't going to have the job that I had back home. Uh, so I was going to go down, but that's okay, uh, you know? So I was in sales. But when I came in, I think my first job was in a gas station. And I loved it. Being around people in sales, it was easy for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but but it wasn't like we just arrived and we had jobs. No. We went around these they used to take us over the week on uh, weekends, take us to places, apply. Mm. They've been taught us how to apply, you know. Some words that you need to learn, you know, the British system versus American system. Tell me so, about it. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, my first job was at a gas station. I loved it. I was there for like three years. Or I worked for uh, Nephron Pharmaceuticals as a as, as a QA. That was my journey, and then from. Uh, Nephron. I joined Quest. Mm. Um, it wasn't that easy because when we came in, that's when I think we came in in July. September 11 happened. Yeah, like yeah. Two months later. So everything pretty much changed. You know, uh-huh. they approached they. And even the warmth they had for immigrants just wasn't there. Now you had to prove that uh, if you were in the country and you wanted to go to school, you needed to have maybe three, four bank statements to bank, back you up. They oh wanted to gosh. see... So Everything changed, actually, after 9-11. So the oh. life of an immigrant really changed, especially in Florida, considering the fact that one of the guys, Muhammad Atta, actually went to school were piloting over here in the U.S. Mm. in Florida, actually. That that the state itself, under Repu- being under Republicans, was tight for immigrants. So it wasn't that easy after nine eleven for an immigrant.
0: Anymore. Wow! No, I'm glad you shared that. When nine eleven happened, I, I remember exactly how I found out. I was at Nando's in town, Cairo Road. Anybody from Zambia can know this in Lusaka. Just the news broke down. Everybody was just talking about America. At that time, my mom's young sister was here. So we were all concerned. And she was in New York. It was very scary. We were trying to get hold of her. Thank God we got hold of her. We tried to call so many times. I guess the phone lines were not working. Power was cut off from what I heard even. Even from my previous husband who was uh, here at the time when that happened. He was telling me stories about what happened that you know power and there was smoke all over the place like smoke was here for days days and days and days it, it was the saddest moment ever but for here things changing and the things actually changed for me because two days after 9-11 I got my visa oh wow yes for some reason I don't know There was like this vibe at the embassy where it was people were so calm or it was just my day. When it's your day, it's just your day. But that was just that sense of welcoming when I went to the embassy and I didn't feel any kind of way. I was nervous, but I just was, you know, I didn't feel any kind of way of being scared and stuff like that. But the people were very nice, very welcoming. I'm thankful that you shared that because, wow, nine eleven changed a lot of things for people, especially the people of New York. And immigrants, like overall, it changed. The, the rules became more strictlier, And even coming, when I finally came, it was also like very strict. Indeed. Okay. So when you came, you came by yourself or you came with other people? I, so I came with my wife and with my friends, uh, two of my friends. So yeah. So you had that support together for each other and stuff like that. Correct. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I know leaving the country is very difficult. For me, it it was a lot more difficult for me because I was younger. I was leaving my mom, my sisters. It it was just challenging. So I was terrified. How was it for you? How difficult was it for you to leave the country?
1: It it was a very difficult thing or decision to make. Um, We had two daughters then. uh, And they were two and five. So leaving them, and this is something that, you know, when you're coming in this country, you don't know. Uh, people are like, okay, it's okay, you can go, just go. Mm-hmm. After two or three months, they'll follow you. Yes. That's what we thought. Well, it took us 12 years. eight separate for 12 years. You know 12 years? That was very difficult as an immigrant coming in and having... Um, part of your family is still back home it, it's it's the hardest thing it's the hardest thing so we came in our daughters were two and five like I said we just we started just grinding like I said after nine eleven, things changed so when we started now trying
0: to get them here mm-hmm. it was so hard it was very very difficult it took us 12 years I'm so sorry you went through that. I can't imagine my kids are two and seven right now yeah. and I cannot imagine being apart from them Wow twelve years
1: yeah now uh I wouldn't advise anybody to leave their, their their kid unless they have a backup plan yeah we will we and this 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 is another thing you need to get more information before you start oh, I, now, I completely agree. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Find out how people leave, how's the system, how easier things, Because um, if you just come you'd be shocked like we were. We thought maybe in two, or three months the kids were going to
0: join us and and it took us twelve years. It and Francis, I don't think people tell us the truth completely. Correct. If people were so transparent with us that are back home because it's traditional for us to like, oh, you can leave your kids and you have a whole community taking care of your kids. You are just not worried about if they are safe. They are, were safe, I'm sure. Yeah, safe. But it's just that like you as a parent leaving your kids, you want them to grow up with you as a, as a father, as a mother. I can't imagine, especially mothers. Hey.
1: <laughs> it was a big challenge that we were just a new, a newlywed couple. Mm. Very young, it was tough. And, and I wish... Uh, more people going forward as they come be given that information. You need to get a lot of information. And and the problem is when we come here some of us, instead of telling people back on the truth we want to show off. You know? Instead of just telling them even the money that we make it's not just easy money. We work for it. There's a lot of and this is another thing that I I, uh, actually appreciate about this country that I Discovered is people work over here. That <laughs> like you work, no joke. For every penny, for every penny, yeah. You know, and they're real bills. yeah so you, learn, you learn a lot. You learn a lot. <laughs> I love it. That real bills, <laughs> real bills. Look back home where you're, you're in the house it's yours you No, know, you're paying for the house. You don't mm-hmm. have a car, you're paying
0: for a car insurance. All oh, those things. I'm glad that you're letting people know. That it's not easy when you make this decision of moving to another country, especially the U.S. It's not as we see it on TV. Correct. I'm sure like you and I bought, bought in into whatever we were seeing on TV, in the movies and stuff like that. It's not like that. It's very hard to adjust. My ask for everybody, even listening and tuning in, is for people to be just transparent. Just be transparent of how it is like to be an immigrant. Correct. Your challenges will teach somebody uh, something, so they don't have to go through it. For you, actually sharing about your kids and waiting 12 years, that's a long time. That's painful.
1: It's uh, its a gap who we'll never close. Yes, I'm and you never know palm. your kids
0: might be, you know, not even want to. <laughs> do, do you damage them for good. Hopefully not, thank God, because right. they have love. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot as immigrants because I remember when first had our daughter, my mom was like, oh, you know, you could send your daughter back home. I was like, hmm? she's like oh yeah we can watch her for you we can raise her so you can you know live your life with your husband and do all of that i'm just like this is not the generation because I, i with with us we were raised by my grandmother it's not the same generation i haven't experienced my mom the same way my sisters are experiencing my mom now i experienced my mom in bits and pieces of who she is. She experienced me differently. It's challenging when you are an immigrant to try to navigate and do all of these things, try to make a living. Another i wanted to discuss with you aside from the difficulties and the challenges that you've gone through like what advice would you give somebody out there in wherever they are in the world like if they are preparing to say they are dreaming they've been dreaming for all their lives to they say i want to go to florida i like the weather i like what i see or miami orlando i want to go to live next to disney world You know, you guys have that Disney world over there.
1: (laughs) Well, the first thing I can say is find out information. Information is key. You need to find out about the state where you're going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Communicate. Make sure you communicate to the people you're going to. Or if it's just you, you have to know exactly what you want to do. Because we've had situations where somebody comes in. Mm -hmm. They had a great job. And they come here. They can't do any small jobs. So you find people are stuck because it's not really, I don't want to call it pride, but that's, that's their principle. Maybe they're working in a bank back home or, or a big company, and they come here and you tell them, hey, there's a, there's a job across the street. You can start from the gas station. People find it so hard to adjust. It's demoralizing. We'll to that, so if you're inviting somebody, make sure you prep them. One thing you need to learn, actually, if you're coming in as, as an immigrant, many a times we start low. Most of us, you you have to learn to accept that you're going to go down first. As in, maybe the job you're going to pick is not going to be so pleasant. Yeah. If you had a big job, mm-hmm. but with time you learn and appreciate, and eventually you can land in a place where you. You are so comfortable and you really appreciate. So patience pays if you're an immigrant. Lend the ropes. And if you're coming in, make sure when you come in, introduce yourself. Mm. If there is an association in the area, make sure you join. So you let people know, hey, I'm here. My name is Francis. I came in yesterday. I've come here to join you. So when people know about you, then Mm. if there are opportunities in the neighborhood, or in the community, they'll tell you, oh, actually, they're hiring this side. Would you do such a job? Those things, I think, are very cardinal as you come in. You got to know, know the terrain first. You mm-hmm. have to understand where you're going. You can't just leave Zambia and you go to Alaska or you go to Minnesota and or Chicago, and it's so cold, you can't stand it. It <laughs> helps if you have the information. You know what you're going to expect. You know, so very important. And just just start from somewhere. Don't be scared of starting from somewhere. And this is the reason why I love Florida so much. Everybody in this state is from somewhere. So you quickly feel like you're home. You know, I'll speak for Florida. Mm-hmm. You quickly feel like you're home. You have people yeah. from Venezuela, from Haiti, from Russia, from all over the world. Yeah. So you just
0: have to find your niche. Yeah. Really good advice, really good advice. Find out information, which is something I didn't do much, but uh, we live and learn. Being able to be open-minded, I think that's what I would add to what Francis just shared. Be open-minded to whatever comes your way. The fact that you left your country, it takes a lot of guts to leave everything that you know, your culture, your community, your family. In a lot of cases, children, husbands, wives, for you to show up and then just say, I'm not going to do that because it's beneath me or you don't want to waste your time. If you do your research and people are honest, like this platform, feel free to reach out to me. This is why I'm creating this community. If I don't live in Minnesota, I can find somebody who lives in Minnesota and maybe tell you how it's like to be in Minnesota or Florida. Uh, Francis can be able to explain to you the ropes of how to find a job or the ropes of how to find housing over there. Uh, I can only speak for New York on how it is in New York because I know it's challenging for men to find work in New York. It's hard. For women, it's much easier. We can do pretty much anything. Babysitting, housekeeping. It's very rare that they hire a man to do housekeeping work. You're right. The
1: same applies in Florida, actually. Ladies find jobs easily. Mm -hmm. Very easy for ladies to find a job. And like I was saying, it's also a two-way street, It's not just on the person who's coming in as an immigrant. I think this is a challenge that I would throw to people who are in the country. Be welcoming. If you hear there's a person, a new person. Oh, I like that. I like that. Call them. Call the person. Go there so you meet them. And we've improved on that because the people that came, like 2001, was we were just like the first generation of people who came in in Florida, in Orlando. Yes. people who came after us it wasn't easy but it was okay for them because more information now was being offloaded and yeah. this is a challenge that I give to every person that is in the US or anywhere in the, in the diaspora. if you hear there's a new person that has come in please introduce yourself to them, don't wait for them to introduce themselves to you help Find out if there are any jobs that anywhere where they're hiring. Share, you know, and this is where associations now come in. Yeah. You know, you know new people are in. Somebody says, hey, my workplace, they're hiring. Quickly, post that in your in your WhatsApp group. Hey, mm-hmm. guys, if anybody wants to get a job here or maybe babysitting, there's somebody, oh, who wants babysitting babysit? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if we work together together, I think life can be easier for us as immigrants. Stay humble. Sometimes as immigrants, when we come in and you get that first paycheck and you get the money, now you start buying clothes. It's just sneakers and clothes. And, and, and Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. The money is good. Enjoy it. But save your money. Save your money. It's very important. Don't get in the habit of borrowing things or taking things on credit. You have a car note, you're paying for this, you're paying for the couch, you're paying for that. It's not necessary. It's going to take you years to settle if you go that route. So discipline yourself when you come in. Stay low to the ground. Save your money. It's not parties there, expensive shoes here, that. All those payments, if you're making payments, imagine you have a new job and you get all these things that you're paying for. Mm-hmm. And you lose your job. So as an immigrant, let's have that discipline also. It really helps
0: a lot. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. We, we have to be disciplined in everything that we do. There's a lot of distraction in, in the U.S. or a lot of countries where we go to. Just knowing your values, uh, having your beliefs also, it helps. I've only survived America. This year's going to be 20 years. Through my faith just going back to to that i'm nowhere perfect but i know how my mom raised me my grandmother raised me and i have those core values of you know you have to know what you stand for or you stand for anything whatever comes like francis was saying there's credit use it wisely that's all that's what he's trying to say it's important to have credit because in america that's important that's Correct. a topic i'm actually going to go in depth with one of the episodes i was scared to have credit when i came but in the future i want to buy a home you need to have some type of credit and when you borrow you have to be able to pay to pay back on time <laughs> on time, <that's> <laughs> on time. The payment <laughs> charges they
1: accumulate a lot
0: yes I have a whole topic that I want to cover on that with uh, with anybody. Whoever is interested can DM me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm happy to cover that. It can be just to be our community and I'm happy to cover that. We can actually do that live because I'm comfortable to do that. <laughs> so have you, you've been here since 2001. Have you been back home yet?
1: No, I haven't. <laughs>
0: uh-uh. No?
1: I haven't been, yet.
0: Wow. How is that
1: feeling? Uh, it's tough. I'm still connected to home. I, I love my, I, and I want to retire soon and just go back home. And and, and I think try and do something while I still have the energy. And that's that's another thing for immigrants, somebody who, who, care, who comes in the country. Make sure you have a plan. If, if your goal is staying over here, you know, I start looking at buying a house, like you said. But if your intention is not staying here, make sure you invest back home. Don't don't be caught up, don't be fooled in all these dollars that you're having and you just start blowing them up. Always have a backup. Always invest back home. Always. It helps. Other countries they're bigger, they're big on that. India, Mexico, Nigeria, they invest a lot back home. Mm-hmm. Invest. So that even here, if if you're working and maybe you lose your job, if you have property back home, they can it can pay your rent over here. Yeah. So don't just come in and just just for the buildings and, and, and just the landscape. No, have a plan. Yeah. Lay it down. If you came here for school, quickly get into school if you can. You know, situate yourself. If you came here and maybe you want to go back one day, invest back. If yeah. you're going to stay here, you, you all I'm saying is you need to have a plan. It yeah. just, it doesn't just do you good as an immigrant just come in and just start living day by day. That's 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 not the way to do it. Remember there's a reason why you came here. So don't forget that. Choose your friends your friends wisely. You don't just come in, in the city and everybody's your friend. No, make sure you you run slow. Find out who's who, let know people. Don't get into crimes, don't do drugs, you know, all those things. So life of an immigrant, I think, is, that, is, that, uh, is a total package. Yeah. the total package. At the end of the day, I think you want to have something you can point to and say, this is what I've done. Because don't forget, people back home over <laughs> they're oh, waiting. Oh, they like, waiting for you. you. You you something happens and you go home and you have nothing, you die of depression. They're gonna land on you like, okay, what did you come up what did you come with from the US? Just yeah. an accent? You know, you don't want that. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> you heard it from the man. It's really, really good advice. Like I said, there's a lot of distraction. If you have a plan when you come, have a plan of what it is that you're looking to do when you come to the U.S. we only speaking on behalf of U.S. because this is where we are. He's in Florida. I'm in New York City. Having a plan will help you navigate no matter what challenges you face and if you have that goal, it won't tear you away from what you're trying to achieve. This is just for fun. What type of stereotype have you faced since you've been in Florida? Like for me, it's normally, what do you see uh, when I was back home? Like, what do you see when you open up your window? So I'll tell them, um, you know, I see a wall and people are surprised because they're expecting me to tell them, oh, I see, you know, a lion right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what type of stereotype have you incurred, if any? Oh,
1: man, I, I was... You know when I came in, I was so I was so sensitive. Anybody <laughs> who pass a joke on Africa, I'll be like, uh, like, like my you accent my was really bad. <laughs> I'll I be like, first of all, uh, let me tell you, you know, <laughs> my English would just changed. I was so aggressive in the beginning. And <laughs> at the time, because you you would have silly questions like, hey, so do you eat lions? Oh, so when you, when you land at the airport, do you see lions and giraffes and, and even simple things like they'll ask you, even a simple thing, like maybe a a radio or something. Do you, do you guys have this? How how old, how old are you when you, when you start the first time you wear shoes, stuff like that. Wow. That's a new one. Yeah. you you have people like that, but it's not everybody, but you're going to have questions like that. With maturity and time, I started loving questions like that because it was an opportunity for me to educate the person. You know, there was, they are so detached from the world. They think, because what they see about Africa is just a, a young toddler with no shirt and a big tummy and flies on a yep. clothes and everything. That's all they know about Africa. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't do any good to be mad, actually. I used to be very aggressive with it. But uh, with time, I think I, I started loving questions like that. Then I would seat somebody down and just educate them. And because I'm a student of politics, I love politics, and I'll go in the American system and just over-explain stuff, <laughs> you know? I over-explain stuff just to show off that, hey, i know a little something about you that you don't even know yeah so sometimes people ask you that it's, it's just that's the only exposure they've had
0: yeah because the only
1: window they have seen africa from is just mm-hmm. from the tvs and you know the begging of money help
0: out this village yeah, you know,
1: stuff like that so that that was that was a challenge
0: yeah, no. Listen, I'm happy that you actually can admit. it's like with maturity, you get to because we we come from a different culture. And what I tell people when they ask me, you have to have an open mind. There's a lot of things that you're not going to like, and that's a lot of things that are going to have you like shocked and just like that's this is allowed. Because for me, when I started to do babysitting, I witnessed a daughter and a mother like yelling at each other and the daughter was cursing at her mother and i just remembered my mom <laughs> in that moment i was like how would miss j act with this situation right here and it would not even get to me to be able to go to that extent that's the thing so for me i was so shocked the culture shock was just like, oh my God, are you that close to your mother? And they were very close. She would share everything with her mother. And for me, it was just mind-boggling. I love the aspect of the bond that they have, but then how far do you go, the, disres- the level of disrespect that came with it? And for me as an immigrant, the culture difference was I admired one thing, and then the other part of the level of disrespect when they were arguing and the cursing part of it, and I'm just like I don't know how to adjust to this, and right. I just uh, I just left it there to just have an open mind, I guess, and not to judge, I guess, in a way, and just you can look at things you don't like it, it's okay, but don't judge because this is how things are in people's homes in in here in america this is how things are and people see africa in the lens of the tv just like we saw america in the lens of a tv and when we come here the reality of it is completely different it's night and day from what we see because for me babysitting was like mrs doubtfire you know how mrs doubtfire dances (laughs) on tv and i'm like okay that's the type of housekeeping i'm gonna be doing i'm in and then The reality came. I was crying every single day. I was like, what type of life is this? This is what I signed up for. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it can be very depressing when you don't accept what the changes that you're coming into are. Mm -hmm. And uh, for stereotypes, just go with it. It is what it is. It comes with the territory. If you have an opportunity to educate like Francis is doing Please educate in a way that's respectful to the people. They probably just don't know and they want to know. And it's, that's an opportunity for us to educate and inform someone in a way. Right. Another thing that
1: was a challenge for me was there was a time in, in, in during my stay in the U.S. Um, mm. when experience a season full-blown. I oh, wow. worked for, for a place. And I was in this department and... Um, uh, they, they were not elevating anybody of color, any mm. personal. So, white females would come, we we'll train them and show them the ropes, mm. but get the promotion and they'll become our managers. So, that to me was so hard. And you find, and it's not, it, it wasn't their fault, it, it was the system itself yeah. at that place, yeah. in that department. You know, and uh, you find they're in trouble. When they're in trouble, they call you to come and resolve things. Yeah. And this is now, this is a person who comes in, you turn them, then later on they become your manager. So for some immigrants, you are going to face racism. You will face it in certain pra- places. Will I say, would I say America is a racist, racist nation? Not at all. Not at all. There are some amazing people who do not see people for the color of their skin. Of course. But you're going to face racism at some point as an immigrant. Unfortunately. Maybe. Not everybody, but most people face it sometimes. It might be at a workplace or it might be at, um, um, maybe at school. You know, you will face that. So it's also good to know and be aware of who you are first. Very important. Very important. Don't just... Because if you don't, then you face it. You'll be shocked. Like, why is this happening to me? But if you know and you read the system itself, uh, you know the system, like uh, the issue of police uh, and stuff like that, it's good. It boils back to knowing where you are, your surrounding information. Again, you have to know. So those are things you might face as an immigrant. But I just want you to know that it's not everybody who's racist beautiful and wonderful people or white. They don't see us for the color of our skin. Another thing was people getting too friendly. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. Like, you go on the street Mm -hmm. and everybody says, what's up? Black and white. To me, that was like, wow, okay. You pass somebody, they're going to say hi. Like, I'll speak for Florida. Hey, what's up? How are you? They'll greet you. Yeah, to me that was a little bit strange because I am coming from Africa. Not everybody's gonna say what's up to you. No, you know? we it's don't greet it? each it's other. Different. I mean, they're
0: not harmful or dangerous. No, but they're not just gonna say hi. Yeah, okay. we we we're not that way. We, yes. we don't say hi to strangers. We yes, but can. over here, strangers who say what's up. Yeah. So to me, that was very different. I was like, wow, this place people are friendly. Well, that's in Florida. New York, we don't In do that. Florida. In Florida. I'll speak for Florida. Like <laughs> I told you, hey,
1: anybody who's listening, this is the base tent in in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Everybody's from somewhere. I'm telling you. So, this is, you got to come here first and maybe
0: go to New York. Listen, New York is a melting pot of everybody from yeah, everywhere. Right. The UN is here after all. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> well, everybody comes to Disney, right? <laughs> yes. The UN is here. So you meet yeah. people from everywhere and you get to eat. You can dream of whatever you want to dream of. I want to eat Japanese food. You, right. you, you get it. Whatever you dream of, Peruvian food, you get it. So if you wake up one day, I want Russian food. Right there. You just Google it. It's there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I'm glad that your state is that way too. And it's important to have diversity. Yes, sometimes your state is different. New York is more inclusive. I haven't experienced, I'm sorry that you experienced (laughs) part of that. It's challenging to go through that. It's really challenging, especially as an immigrant. First of all, you feel like an outsider already when you come in. And then to feel discriminated against, it also uh, adds on a layer of its own um, difficulty. uh, I'm grateful that you shared. And just for somebody to be just open-minded to things that might happen, uh, I mean... We, we go through a lot of things but just be more open minded with a lot of things that could happen and that a lot Francis has shared actually do you feel you found your concrete pastures in America at this stage in your life I, I did I finally
1: I finally found myself oh. you know sometimes you walk around in life and just you're just but, but now I'm in a place where I can say I've truly found myself I know exactly mm. what I want to do. Mm. And because of the exposure, I've learned a lot of things, how to relate with people. I'm a work in progress, but I've been exposed to stuff like knowing how to relate to people who might not agree with you. Yes. And knowing that it's okay. They don't need to agree with you. That is still okay. You know, stuff like that. So I think
0: I'm so happy that I've actually found myself. No, that's good. Uh, concrete Pastures is different for everybody. For you being able to find that it's a blessing and being able to tell people that I don't have to agree with you to, for us to get along. It's okay if we disagree. We all have different opinions. We raised differently. We all have different backgrounds. And it's okay to have our differences, but we still can get along even if we have our differences. I accept you because you're different. I'm okay with that. Correct. So that's, that, that's maturity right there. And it, it's great to be open-minded to all kinds of things. Do you have anything to share that um, I might have not asked you that you want to share with the community to inspire them? Yeah, sure. Being here
1: 21 years has also taught me something. Maybe it's, Maybe it's because of the field that I'm in, caregiving. Mm-hmm. It has taught me to value life a lot. You know when you're taking a, taking care of, of these clients, and and you some of them you you're with them until they die, and you move into to the next client. It yeah. teaches you, um, it shows you how fragile life is. You know, because you you get to bond with these people, and you know their past, and you see in their prime days how they were and now they are in a fragile place. That gives you a different. Uh, understanding of life not to take life for granted really is what I've learned mm. every day leave it to the max you know be be good to people always It I've learned that and uh, another thing that uh, I might want to talk about is as immigrants as you settle and maybe you start having a family mm-hmm. parenting when I look around is very hard for immigrants because our children are not they were not cut from the cloth we were cut from. So mannerism, they want to answer back. <laughs> this, they have everything, yet they complain. I don't. There's no food in the house. They go to school, they jump on a the bus, they have computers at school, food at school, but still don't want to go to school. So most parents, it's a challenge when it comes to behavior of our kids. And you, you have to you have to be very careful. This is where now the village concept comes in. Mm. Sometimes if you close it in and think you are just the person who's gonna raise your kids, it might end up being a challenge. That's the reason why you introduce your kids to com- to the community. They know that's Uncle Francis, that's Uncle Brian there, that's Uncle Jimmy, that's Auntie that. We teach them the values of family. Uh, it's a big challenge. Like my son, I'll tell you this for nothing. I sent my son when he was seven years old. He was born in two thousand two. When he was seven, I sent him back home for a year because I couldn't control him behavior-wise. Yeah. So, so parenting is a big challenge in our community, Zambians in the U.S. I I meet most of the times parents that are having trouble with their kids. They're a different generation. They're computer generation, they're phone generation. So we coming in with values, old values and old teachings, we clash a lot. I think the first thing is don't make your child to be your friend first. You have to be a parent first. Yeah. Don't forget that. Draw that line so deep in the sand that they know that your mom but you can lose it if you want to. So they know that you're going to embrace them and love them when they're, when, when they're down, yeah. but you're going to call them out when they're wrong. Yeah. The problem I've, I've found as immigrants, I'm still talking about immigrants, we want to be popular with our kids, and that's a mistake. That's not your job as a parent. Your job as a parent is sometimes protect your child from themselves. So it means you're going to say a lot of no's, Dad, I want shoes. No, I don't have money. And that's okay. The problem is we curve in so quickly. You know, so if we have a generation of our kids being born here, the first generation, and they're not well-bred, we're going to have problems in the future. You're going to be in your 60s and your 70s and still having heart attacks because of the way your children and your grandchildren are behaving. So make sure as you come in, you start a family. Introduce your children to culture. I like how the Muslims the Muslims do it. Yeah. Even Spanish people. They still keep it traditional, but they're in the U.S. But for us, sometimes we just want to throw everything out. We just want to be buddy buddies with our kids. We should be friends with our kids, but not... I mean,
0: the, the, the parenting card is a lot of work. Um, as immigrants, you don't have that support. It's great that you guys do have the support in Florida, for instance. Like in New York, everybody's busy. We don't necessarily have that community of I can go leave my daughter somewhere there for someone to watch or for aunties such and such to watch. It depends where your community is. And... I love what I, I love what you're saying. I agree with you completely. We cannot be friends with our kids, and I I love the um, what you covered on respecting and enjoying life when you when you are taking care of your clients and what life brings out of that. It's it's important to to enjoy your life, be respectful to people, and when it comes to parenting, it's a big topic that I actually want to cover. It's a really big topic it, because it, it's everybody problem. is different on how we're handling this parenting right. situation. I have challenges of, of parenting. I am struggling in some days. Some days I'm okay, but some days I'm struggling because of my two-year-old. He just tests me. I'll be frank. <laughs> he just tests my parenting. He wakes up and he's just testing. He's like, okay, so how far can I go if I pour the orange juice over here? And he looks and looks at me So back home, you know, I'll get a smacking for that. And then over here we have ACS, you know, Child Protective Services. So probably this is why we're a little bit lenient. Correct. But when, when it comes to things. So, <laughs> they in head start, they
1: heard that they're four years old. Yes. So, if, even call. my
0: daughter knows how to call I mean, 911. Yes. My daughter knows, like, they teach them all of these things in school. Correct. So if we are an immigrant, we're a little bit scared to go off on these kids, Francis. Correct. Okay, we're a, little, we're a little bit scared to go off because, first of all, you're not going to have me deported because I went off a new little boy. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. was too high to be here. Well, this so, is some real stuff. This is some real stuff. And yes. So, hard. um... I'm I'm with you with the parenting. It's a little bit challenging. Even the people that are not born here and they come with their kids. It's hard to have those kids because they change. They they are a product of their environment. And for me right now, I'm just installing my faith, my faith that my mom and my grandmother installed in me, uh, having them believe in God. Because if in the future, God forbid, they're going through something. They have something to lean into. Right. Something that they believe in that's bigger than them. That's all I'm focusing on for now. Right. and Because they're not going to grow up like I grew up. Because a lot of us immigrants, we want to install how we grew up back home. These guys are not point. in the third world. That's a great point. They're not in the third world. They Correct. are in a rich country. Very Correct. rich. Correct. And everything is at their disposal. I want an iPhone. My daughter is seven years old. She has an iPhone. A very expensive phone.
1: Correct.
0: I don't even have the type of phone she has. I'll be honest. (laughs) But we... Everybody has their way of uh, parenting because it's already we beat up ourselves on how I'm parenting every single day. I beat up myself. I'm not doing enough on this. I'm not doing enough on that. Maybe I need to read more. Maybe I need to do math more. And it's challenging juggling jobs, parenting. And for some of you guys that are married, marriage. And then you have to take care if you have four kids or three kids or whatever kids you have to take care of all of those kids. So yeah. parenting is is challenging for us. Um, it is very tough. Yeah, and that's it, we, what I can bring you down
1: as an immigrant. Yes. because you you
0: don't have the community, you don't have the support. Okay. Uh, depending on where you are in the world or uh, in the states, you don't have that support. So it's it, it's um, it's crazy. Let's be compassionate with each other. I guess okay. with, with, with that when we are navigating this journey of being a parent as an immigrant. I always leave a quote for my audience. I am inspired by a lot of people, Colby Bryant behind you, Nelson Mandela, uh, Oprah Winfrey, just to name a few. And I read a lot of African proverbs that I normally leave for my audience. What do you live by? What has gotten you to this point? Uh, in your life just to inspire the audience
1: I, I have role models too I love proverbs a lot I read about African proverbs a lot mm. and I love it you know but it's, it's very important to be rooted in the word of God it really 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 is important put God first in whatever you do you know so if when you start from there knowing that you're not going to do it all you don't know it all. You're not always uh, going to be right. Just don't take yourself too serious. Is, yeah. is one thing that I have embraced. Yeah. Uh, it really helps when you're disappointed, yeah. you, when something happens to you, and you're like, why me? Well, wh- who do you want it to happen to? Sometimes life would just be life. Yeah. So don't take yourself too serious and love more, but begin with loving yourself. Very important. You're not gonna love the next person if you don't love yourself.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: And and just be kind to people. You don't know what the next person is going through. Yeah. So the values I leave leave all in.
0: Thank you for sharing. That's all I have for you. And for anybody who's been listening, who's listening to this episode, as you've heard from Francis, we have a lot of triumphs and we have a lot of our challenges that we go through. And I think me and him share the same thing. Having faith as your bottom line, as something that you can go to, to revisit. Have, believing in something bigger than you and knowing what your goal is when you go to these countries. Understanding what your goal is. You're definitely going to have distractions. You're going to have your challenges. Just know what you came for and i'm grateful for you sir for joining me today thank you Um, so i i I look forward to having another conversation especially on parenting i would love for you to join it's it's an episode that i want to cover because i've gone through a lot of challenges and i would love to cover that with you and uh thank you thank you thank you so much i know you're super busy our lives here are Busy to get people to to be on here, it takes like a lot. But I'm grateful that you took time out to join me. Thank you, thank you, thank I'm you. There's no other place me.
1: that I could have chosen to be, uh, but this place. So I'm I'm very excited. Keep up the spirit. Thank to you. Everybody, who's an immigrant, don't over worry about two people back home. Also, take care of yourself. That's true. That's
0: really it good advice. No, that's really it's good so advice. Much no, thank you for, ha- for being here and I appreciate you for supporting and inspiring the community. Thank you. This was a great conversation. I truly hope you enjoyed my conversation with Francis. He gave so much information, so much tips, just some of the things that he touched on. Information is power. Make sure you do your research before you go anywhere in the world. I didn't do that for myself. I wish I did. I wouldn't have been been so surprised when I came here. I think he also didn't do the same. We did the work for you, and we're giving you information firsthand. Do your research wherever you decide to go. If you decide to go to Orlando, he gave a few tips on what it's like to be in Orlando, Florida. Another tip that he actually gave is... For us who are already immigrants, to be transparent with our people, with our friends, our family, whoever uh, is approaching you and asking you what it's like to be out here or wherever you are. Please be transparent. Tell somebody the truth. It's hard to be an immigrant. There's no sweet-talking it. It's just how it is. It's just hard to be an immigrant anywhere in the world. I love what Francis talked about with the challenge for all of us that are here. If we hear somebody's new in the country and we are here, let's reach out to them. I completely agree. Uh, Let's introduce ourselves and find out how we can help them. Sometimes it's not financial because we're all struggling. Just information is power. We give them maybe where to go, where they can find a job, where to go for them to open up an account. There's so much that we can give them because we have learned at this point we can teach somebody. Another point that he gave was the value of life is important. Don't take life for granted. As immigrants, we go to places for a reason. Having a goal, working towards that goal to achieve it is important. At least if you made it, try to achieve it as best as you can. Be respectful to people. Be kind to people. You never know who's going to help you out there. You never know. And value your life. You only have life one time. There's no repeats after you leave this earth. That's it. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends. Tag me on your social media. I have Facebook. I have Instagram, whichever one that you use. I would also love to hear from you. Leave me a review. And if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover, let me know as well. Look out for new episodes every week on Mondays. And I truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community. Until next time, keep dreaming.